Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me in the Betters Box. It's bangthebook.com's MLB betting podcast for Thursday, March 19th. I am your host, Adam Burke, and look, unfortunately, I wish we were talking about the start of the NCAA tournament here today, but uh, obviously coronavirus still rearing its ugly head out there in the world, so not a whole lot for us to talk about, but going to talk here some Major League Baseball on this edition of the Betters Box you can head on over to Amazon, get my guide. That's $4.99. I would very much appreciate that here at this point in time. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff in that guide. Obviously, these MLB teams are not going to be playing 162 games, but still a lot of good information for you on individual players and also some teams, some things that I'm kind of looking for, stuff like that here as we await the 2020 season. If you don't want to get that guide over at Amazon, you can get the PDF over at bangthebook.com for free. Or you can click around over at bangthebook.com and check out all the different stuff that I have there regarding team previews for all 30 teams, division previews for all six divisions, both pennants, World Series, ALNL Cy Young, ALNL MVP, and the home run king. And again, obviously, you know, once we know a start date for the Major League Baseball season, everything will change. Win totals will change. Futures odds will change. Things of that sort with a fewer number of games you're going to wind up with some division races that will probably be a lot more competitive than we had originally thought. So a lot of moving parts here to this Major League Baseball season, but you'll be prepared for it if you check out that guide over at bangthebook.com. And also at bangthebook.com right now, we got horse racing coverage for this weekend down at Fairgrounds, the Fairgrounds Oaks. That's the Philly race, the Louisiana Derby, the three-year-old race, the prep race for the Kentucky Derby. You can check out those two previews over at bangthebook.com. And also some stuff on NFL free agency as well, including some futures odds updates, some breakdowns of what happened earlier on this week. So trying to cover everything we can over at the website, trying to cover everything we can here on the baseball side, on the betters box as well. We'll get those notes sent out today. I apologize for not doing that earlier on in the week. Uh, just like so many other people, I've just been in a daze here, you know, um, Obviously, going from being busy every single day to now just kind of wondering what to do with myself, stressing out a lot about the future, very anxious about you know what happens here if this continues to drag on. So uh, you know, very uncertain times for a lot of people here in this industry and in this business. We talked about that on Tuesday with Brian Blessing. Also talked about the NFL and some horse racing stuff during that podcast segment with Brian, but. Uh, Please do what you can to continue supporting bangthebook.com. Check out our sportsbook reviews. If you find some props or some fun stuff, consider signing up through us. As you know, this edition of Bang the Book Radio and all editions of Bang the Book Radio presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino. Uh, again, if you find something you want to bet on at any of those sports books out there and you don't have an account, please consider signing up with us. It'll definitely help us in the long run, help out our staff, help out uh, all of our writers and things like that. So if you get the opportunity to do that and you have the chance to sign up for one of those sports books, please do it through bangthebook.com. As far as today's edition of the Betters Box goes, on Monday, I looked at ERA. FIP and XFIP regression candidates on the starting pitching side. Today, we look at left on base percentage regression candidates here. And then on Monday, we'll take that a step further. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show here. 
Uh, unfortunately, we should be only a week away from opening day, but, you know, uh, we're not. So just trying to get you as prepared as I possibly can here for the upcoming Major League Baseball season. And we take a look here today, like I said, at left on base percentage regression candidates. If you subscribe to the notes, Adam at bangthebook.com, I'll send those over to you. Got a lot of stuff in there, some charts that make this really easy to see. Obviously, a little bit more difficult to convey talking on the air here. But nevertheless, we don't really have a whole lot else to do other than talk. So that's what I'll do here with some of these left on base percentage regression candidates. The first thing I need to point out, the formula for left on base percentage. This is confusing. It is written down in the notes, but it is. In parentheses, hits plus walks plus hit by pitches plus runs. All of that added together, divided by hits plus walks plus hit by pitches minus 1.4 times home runs. Obviously, a very difficult formula there to figure out. Fortunately, with a lot of these sabermetric stats, we don't have to worry about figuring out the formulas. People do that, and then they post that data for us at great websites like Fangraphs. But the fact of the matter remains that left on base percentage is not the same as looking at a box score and seeing that a team left, you know, X number of guys on base or something like that. There is actually a formula to it. And again, that's hits plus walks plus hit by pitches plus runs divided by hits plus walks plus hit by pitches minus 1.4 times home runs. So that's your formula there for left on base percentage. Basically, what you need to know is that there are a few things about left on base percentage. One, there is a direct correlation between left on base percentage and ERA. The higher your left on base percentage, the lower your ERA. The lower your left on base percentage, the higher your ERA. So that's the first thing to consider. The second thing to consider is that guys that have high strikeout rates are going to be very likely to carry higher left on base percentage marks. Why? Because guys that have high strikeout rates generally don't give up as many hits. You know, Some guys don't give up as many walks. Some guys do, some guys don't. But it's much easier to strand runners if you've got a high strikeout rate. And obviously, as I just mentioned there, one of the components of this left on base percentage formula is runs. And another one is to subtract runs relative to home runs, because obviously those are guys no longer left on base. So guys that have high strikeout rates and guys that have higher home run rates generally going to carry higher left on base percentage marks because they just aren't going to have the runners. And if they do, they're going to strand them because they get strikeouts to end innings. So with that in mind here, here are the top 15 from 2019 in left on base percentage, taking a look at strikeout rate, BABIP, batting average on balls in play, and home run per fly ball percentage. Number one last year, Justin Verlander, 88.4%. Had a 35.4% strikeout rate, 218 BABIP, 16% home run per fly ball percentage. And as we know, Justin Verlander gave up a lot of home runs, most of them solo, but he's also an extreme fly ball pitcher. So because he's an extreme fly ball guy, even though he gave up a lot of home runs, still only that 16% home run per fly ball percentage rate. Now, 
With that being said, Justin Verlander is a left-on-base percentage regression candidate for the upcoming season. First, he was 4.4% higher than anybody else among qualified pitchers in left-on-base percentage. So there is that. Second, I would expect the BABIP to go up. And third, he's already hurt. Dealing with a groin injury, we'll see when he gets back, what he looks like when the season actually gets going. But Justin Verlander is an ERA regression candidate because that left-on-base percentage is going to regress. And quite frankly, I would expect his strikeout percentage to regress as well for this season as he gets deeper into his late 30s. Next up on the left-on-base percentage chart, Clayton Kershaw at 84%. Kershaw, 26.8% strikeout percentage. That is above average. 262 BABIP, 18.5% home run per fly ball percentage. Now, here's the thing about Clayton Kershaw. I think Clayton Kershaw's left-on-base percentage does regress a little bit this season. However, I think Kershaw should give up fewer home runs with the different baseball. And also, his K percentage got better in the second half. So Kershaw is a guy where we could see the left on base percentage come down, but still see the ERA come down as well. So Kershaw, not a guy I'm really worried about for any level of of significant regression. His left on base percentage may not be 84% again, probably in the 80 to 81% range, but I still think Clayton Kershaw poised for a very, very big season here. Next up, Garrett Cole, now of the New York Yankees. 83.3% left on base percentage, but a 39.9% strikeout percentage. That was the highest in Major League Baseball among qualified starting pitchers. 275 BABIP against 16.9% home run per fly ball percentage. Because Garrett Cole, and it's not even an elite strikeout rate. It is an unbelievably exceptional strikeout rate. Because he strikes out a very high percentage of hitters, He can carry a left on base percentage in the 82, 83% range, and it wouldn't shock me at all. So Garrett Cole, not a guy I would look for left on base percentage regression from for this upcoming season, at least not anything of great consequence. Jack Flaherty, also at 83.3%, 29.9% K percentage, 242 BABIP, 13.8% home run per fly ball percentage. No, I do think Jack Flaherty is something of a regression candidate. Obviously, he was pretty pedestrian in the first half, elite in the second half. But that 242 BABIP should go up a little bit. Strikeout rate should be fine. I don't see that going up or down necessarily. He'll still be very, very good. But I think his left on base percentage does regress a little bit here for this upcoming season. And again, a tale of two halves where he was an average pitcher in the first half and an elite Cy Young caliber type guy in the second half. I've got five guys. In the top 15 and left on base percentage here that I think are all significant regression candidates going into the 2020 season. The first one is Hunjin Ryu. 82.2% left on base percentage, 22.5% strikeout rate, which is about league average at this point in time. 278 BABIP, 13% home run per fly ball percentage. The reason why Ryu is a regression candidate to me is because... 82.2% left on base percentage. That'll come down, especially with an average strikeout rate. And his strikeout rate will likely drop here going to the American League because he doesn't get to face the pitcher anymore. And a lot of times we do see strikeout rate decreases from guys that go from the National League to the American League.
because they're not striking out pitchers anymore. They've got to face a designated hitter, a guy who's generally a much better bat. So Ryu is a regression candidate across the board to me. The Blue Jays are not on par defensively with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Rogers Center is not on par with Chavez Ravine and Dodger Stadium. So Ryu is a regression candidate to me. Now, with that being said, Ryu is very good at inducing weaker contact. So when I say regression, I don't think all of a sudden he's going to be bad, but I think this is a 380, 385, maybe as high as a four ERA kind of guy. Still good, still better than what the Blue Jays had, but Ryu is probably not going to post a left on base percentage north of 80% here for this season. So that will drive up his ERA. He is a guy that tentatively is on the fade list for me, depending on how he's priced once we get into the season. Jacob DeGrom, 81.8% left on base percentage, 31.7% K rate, 282 BABIP. That's well within range. 11.2% home run per fly ball percentage. That's pretty good. DeGrom is fine. I have no worries about DeGrom. No worries about him potentially being north of 80% here again for this upcoming season. And keep in mind, too, you know, benchmarks are going to change for a lot of these statistics from a league average standpoint simply because we're going to have smaller sample sizes here with the 2020 baseball season. The second of the actually six guys very much on my fade list here is Mike Miner of the Texas Rangers. Mike Miner, 80.3% left on base percentage, 23.2% K percentage, a 287 BABIP, 12.9% home run per fly ball percentage. Mike Miner is a regression candidate. That's an average strikeout rate with a well above average left on base percentage. Now we'll see how the new ballpark affects these Rangers pitchers. This new ballpark expected to have a better park factor for those guys, but still Mike Miner is a regression candidate to me. I do not see an 80% left on base percentage for him. He's a guy that had a lower ERA, higher FIP, higher XFIP. And again, keep in mind, the reason I'm trying to isolate a lot of these guys is that a lot of line moves are going to come in on or against these different types of pitchers. We saw the market fading Mike Miner a lot last year. That will be the case again here for 2020 whenever things get going. Mike Soroka of the Atlanta Braves, 79.9% left on base percentage, only a 20.3% K percentage, which is below the league average, 280 BABIP, 11.1% home run per fly ball percentage. Mike Soroka is a guy that I do have some concerns about here going into the upcoming season. Now, he is a guy that does a pretty decent job with contact quality, a guy that does induce a lot of ground balls, so that will ultimately help him. But I do still think that, again, he is a regression candidate here with that 79.9% left on base percentage. I do have some worries about him for the upcoming season. Again, below average strikeout rate, reliant on batted ball luck to keep that left on base percentage down. Again, keep in mind, the strikeout rate last year for starting pitchers was 22.3%. So Soroka about 2% below league average here in the strikeout department. Those are guys that I do worry about for the upcoming season. Sonny Gray, 79.9%, 29% K percentage, 255 BABIP, 13% home run per fly ball percentage. 
I do worry about Gray in a BABIP sense. I do think that probably rises maybe 20 or 25 points to 275, 280, something like that. That will lower his left on base percentage, will lower his ERA and things of that sort. But I'm not worried about a bottoming out or anything like that from Sonny Gray. Not worried at all about Max Scherzer either, except for from a health standpoint. But 78.7% left on base percentage last year, 35.1% strikeout rate, 321 Babbitt against. That should go down for him. 11.6% home run per fly ball percentage. I would expect Max Scherzer to be just fine so long as those health issues from last year are in the past. But elite strikeout rate, had some bad luck on batted balls last year relative to his career averages and his you know recent three- or five-year stretch. Max Scherzer is a guy I think should be better for this upcoming season. Next up among that regression group is Mike Fires. Mike Fires making another appearance here. Talked about him on Monday's show. 78.5% left on base percentage. 16.7% K percentage. That is very, very low. 254 BABIP, 13.8% home run per fly ball percentage. Again, Mike Fire is a guy that fares very well at home, very poorly on the road. But as a whole, I would expect his numbers to decrease here for this upcoming season. Left on base percentage will go down. Strikeout rate still won't be good. Batting average on balls in play will go up. ERA will go up. I expect a big drop in production from Mike Fires here for this upcoming season. How about Tanner Roark? Another one here for the Toronto Blue Jays. 78.1% left on base percentage. 21.9% K percentage. A 322 BABIP against. 15.5% home run per fly ball percentage. Carrying a high BABIP with a high home run per fly ball percentage is difficult to do, but it speaks to the lack of command for Tanner Roark last season. He will go down. In the left on base percentage department, I have no doubts about that. Means his ERA will go up. One of the reasons why I was concerned about this Toronto Blue Jays team, why I couldn't fire on the over at the time that I wrote the preview, is because you've got guys like Ryu, guys like Roark, that are left on base percentage regression candidates to the point where this pitching staff will be better, but how much better it's going to be is still up in the air. The last one here of the guys in the top 15 and left on base percentage that is a regression candidate making another appearance here after he did on Monday is Dakota Hudson. 78.1% left on base percentage, 18% K percentage, 274 BABIP, 19.8% home run per fly ball percentage. Hudson is an extreme ground ball guy, so there is that, but I still don't believe in guys with high left on base percentages and low strikeout rates because too many things have to go right for them in terms of balls in play. So Dakota Hudson, a regression candidate for me, and again, we saw saw that on Monday's show with the low ERA, the high FIP, the high XFIP. So this is just another mark against him here in this left on base percentage department. Finally, the guys in the top 15 and left on base percentage, Hugh Darvish at 77.7%, elite K rate over 31%. 266 BABIP, 22.8% home run per fly ball percentage. That did come down a bit in the second half. Darvish is actually a buy guy for me for this season. I do really like him. And lastly here, Anthony DiSclefani, 77.7% left on base percentage, 24% K rate, 273 BABIP against, 16.2% home run per fly ball percentage. 
Di Scalfani, actually a guy that was very, very good in the second half last year. And I talked a lot about the Reds in the lead-up to what should have been opening day here next week, talking about how Derek Johnson really helped out this pitching staff. Di Scalfani was one of those guys, high left on base percentage, good numbers in the second half. Not sure he'll sustain almost 78% on that left on base percentage, but still a guy I do kind of like a little bit here heading into this season. But of the top 15 in left on base percentage, the biggest negative regression candidates to me, Hunjin Ryu, Mike Miner, Mike Soroka, Mike Fires, Tanner Roark, and Dakota Hudson. So I don't have anything against guys named Michael or anything like that, but those make up three of the six here, ironically enough, in the top 15 in left on base percentage. Other guys not in the top 15 in left on base percentage that are kind of worth keeping an eye on here. Jeff Samarja, I talked about him on Monday, 76.9% left on base percentage, low K rate, Babbitt in line for negative regression, and a home run per fly ball percentage. It was about average last year. Does have the safety net of Oracle Park out in San Francisco, but Samarja is a clear regression candidate to me. Julio Tehran, 76.6%. A little bit below average in the strikeout department. A guy that generally outpitches the advanced metrics. Not so much worried about him. Anibal Sanchez, very good in the contact metrics department. 74.9% left on base percentage. I think he'll probably be okay, but a low strikeout rate. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. And finally, Brett Anderson, extreme ground ball guy. Doesn't miss a lot of bats. 74.8% left on base percentage. 12.1% strikeout rate last year. Obviously, you're always going to have worries about some guys like that. Now, how about the bottom 15 in left on base percentage? And to a degree, all of these guys could be considered positive regression candidates for one reason or another. I'll, I'll expand on them a little bit here as we go forward. But a guy I mentioned on Monday's show, Joe Musgrove, 63.2% left on base percentage, Strikeout rate, almost average, 21.9%. 299 BABIP, 11.7% home run per fly ball percentage. Joe Musgrove, definitely a positive regression candidate here for the 2020 season. Rick Porcello, 65.7% last year, 18.6% strikeout rate, 308 BABIP, 13.1% home run per fly ball percentage. I'm not a big Rick Porcello guy. I don't love the command profile. Gives up a ton of hard contact, but still, a 65.7% left on base percentage, very, very low. He will be better. The degree to which he will be better, I'm not entirely sure, but he will improve his ERA here for this upcoming season. Jose Quintana, another guy we mentioned on Monday with a big ERA and FIP discrepancy, 65.9% left on base percentage. The skill set may be deteriorating a little bit. The strikeout rate, 20.4%. High BABIP, 326. Decent home run per fly ball percentage, 12.1%. Quintana will be better. Again, the degree to which Quintana will be better is up for some debate there, but he will improve on that 65.9% left on base percentage. Martin Perez, 67.6%. 18.3% strikeout rate, 316 BABIP, a 15% home run per fly ball percentage. Now his left on base percentage should be better, but I'm not a big Martin Perez believer. Low strikeout rate gives up a lot of hard contact. Not a big believer in him. 
we'll probably be in the bottom 15 or bottom 20 again in left on base percentage. So don't expect miracles from Martin Perez, who I think could just be a guy that has a low left on base percentage again for this season and probably for subsequent seasons as well. Herman Marquez, 68.1% left on base percentage, 24.3% strikeout percentage, 304 BABIP, a 20.1% home run per fly ball percentage. Again, we talked about Marquez on Monday with those big home and road splits. A guy that you know pitches well on the road, doesn't pitch well at home. Left on base percentage should go up for him. Again, with an above average strikeout rate, you would expect him to be a lot closer to average in the left on base percentage department. So Marquez, a guy I'm tentatively buying for 2020, but again, obviously very tough to back there in that home environment at Coors Field. A guy I am definitely backing. I've talked about this a hundred times over already. Noah Syndergaard of the New York Mets, 68.9% left on base percentage, 24.5% strikeout percentage, a 313 BABIP, a 13.3% home run per fly ball percentage. Syndergaard deserved a better fate last season, will get a better fate this season whenever it gets going. I am a believer and a buyer in Noah Syndergaard. Of course, so is the rest of the market. Some of these guys are a little bit more hidden. You know, like buying stock in a Joe Musgrove, buying stock in a Rick Porcello, fading a Mike Miner, fading a Mike Soroka, fading Hunjin Ryu. Some of these things are a little bit more hidden. Everybody will be buying stock in Noah Syndergaard for this upcoming season. Reynaldo Lopez, 69.2% left on base percentage, 20.9% strikeout rate, so below the league average, 316 BABIP, 14% home run per fly ball percentage. Lopez is a relatively extreme fly ball guy, could get a little bit better in this department, could get a little bit better in the BABIP department as well. So tentatively buying a little bit of stock in him, not a whole lot, not to the degree of Syndergaard or Musgrove or anybody like that. But Reynaldo Lopez could be better here for the 2020 season. Marco Gonzalez, 69.2% left on base percentage, 17% strikeout rate, 295 BABIP, 9.3% home run per fly ball percentage. Not really a guy that I like a whole lot. Again, a low strikeout rate, decent in the contact metrics department, but just, you know, he just, He's not a, a guy that I look for a higher left on base percentage out of. Could be a little bit better. Maybe he does perform a little bit better in in, in ERA context, uh, but still not a guy I would expect a big jump from. Jake Junis, 70.3% for the Kansas City Royals. 21.3% K rate, 318 BABIP, 16.7% home run per fly ball percentage. Jake Junis is a guy that has no command. He's a two-pitch pitcher, fastball slider, Gives up a lot of home runs. The left on base percentage conceivably could be better, but I don't think the other numbers would be better because an average strikeout guy, a lot of home runs, a lot of bad command, just not the kind of profile that I want to back in really any context. Trevor Bauer, 70.4% left on base percentage, a 27.8% K percentage, 287 BABIP, 15.3% home run per fly ball percentage. Bauer is a guy that I'm buying here for the upcoming season. Got very comfortable in Cleveland, pitched pretty well there. Got traded, had to make new friends. A lot of stuff going on for Bauer. That's concerning as a guy that you know is, is kind of 
trying to find a delicate balance on the mental side with everything, but that strikeout rate supports a higher left on base percentage. I am buying Trevor Bauer stock for 2020. Masahiro Tanaka, 70.4% left on base percentage, 19.6% K percentage, not very good. 293 Babbitt, 15.1% home run per fly ball percentage. Not really buying or selling Tanaka. I think he's about where he is. Will generally be a below league average guy because of that strikeout rate. Not, again, buying or selling him, but just a guy that we can kind of keep an eye on for the upcoming season. A guy I am buying here, Walker Bueller. 71% left on base percentage with a 29.2% strikeout rate. Easily the highest strikeout rate of the bottom 15 among qualified pitchers in left on base percentage. 290 BABIP, 12.2% home run per fly ball percentage. I'm buying Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller will get himself a Cy Young sooner rather than later. I'm buying a lot of Walker Bueller stock for this year. From a fantasy standpoint, he'd be one of my top pitchers off the board. The problem, of course, is that with the Dodgers and how good they are, Bueller's price is going to be very, very high from a game-by-game standpoint. But still, when he's priced in a reasonable range, I will be buying stock in Walker Bueller. Homer Bailey, 71.2% left on base percentage, 21.4% strikeout rate, 301 BABIP, 12.8% home run per fly ball percentage. Bailey, a guy that, uh, you know, not really high on, not really low on, just kind of out there. Zach Wheeler, 71.4%, 23.6% strikeout rate, 311 BABIP, 10.9% home run per fly ball percentage. Wheeler's a guy that I'm not really buying. I think he could be a little bit better. I don't know if I love the fit there at Citizens Bank Park. I don't know if I love the defense there with Philadelphia. Wheeler could probably carry a little bit lower of a left on base percentage than the league average here for this upcoming season. Not buying, not selling, just not really in love uh, with taking either side there with him. Finally, John Lester, 71.4%, 21.6% strikeout rate, 347 BABIP against, 14.6% home run per fly ball percentage. Even though there are some signs that Lester could be better, namely with a different baseball and with a decrease in BABIP, I'm still not buying that stock. His command is on the fritz. He's older now. Uh, he's losing some velocity. His command just isn't good enough. And, and in a lot of ways, He's more of a sell guy for me than a buy guy. So John Lester, probably not a guy I'm going to have too many tickets on when this 2020 season gets going. Finally here, I wanted to run through a list of some of the lower guys in terms of strikeout percentage that had average or better left on base percentage marks. We've heard a few of these names already, but going to run through some of these here. Again, low strikeout rate, average or better left on base percentage. Brett Anderson, 74.8% left on base percentage, 12.1% K rate. Again, extreme ground ball guy. If the balls are hit at people, that helps. 278 Babbitt. If they're not, that doesn't help. So Brett Anderson, a guy that I, I never really want to back unless I find a really optimal scenario to do so. I think that left on base percentage will decrease here for this upcoming season. How about Ivan Nova? 72.8% left on base percentage. 14.1% strikeout rate, 322 BABIP, 15.8% home run per fly ball percentage. Not good command for Ivan Nova. 
low strikeout rates. I would expect his left on base percentage to decrease here for this upcoming season. Mike Leak, 72.6% left on base percentage, 15.2% K percentage, a 295 BABIP, and 18.2% home run per fly ball percentage. Not buying any Mike Leak stock here for this upcoming season. Even though he still has that Arizona Diamondbacks defense behind him, just don't love that low strikeout profile. It is very, very scary to say the least. Mike Fires makes another appearance here with that 78.5% left on base percentage and a 16.7% strikeout rate. He is a regression candidate. Brad Keller of the Kansas City Royals, 72.2% left on base percentage, which is a little bit below league average, 17.2% strikeout rate, 282 BABIP, 10.2% home run per fly ball percentage. Keller is a tough guy to peg. The strikeout rate did go up, though, in the second half. So maybe that's a guy that you want to tentatively look to buy. Probably the best guy in that Kansas City Royals rotation. Still not a guy I love, not a profile I love, but a guy to mention here nonetheless. We mentioned Dakota Hudson already, 78.1% left on base percentage, 18% strikeout rate. He is a regression candidate. Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins, 73.8% left on base percentage, 18% strikeout rate. The difference between him and Hudson is that Alcantara, very, very weak contact quality against. Hudson just keeps the ball on the ground. Alcantara, a lot of weak contact. So maybe he can support a better left on base percentage numbers, some better numbers overall, something like that. But Alcantara, definitely a guy that has very, very thin margins for error with a low strikeout rate and a high walk rate, as I talked about him on Monday's show. Zach Eflin, 73.9% left on base percentage, 18.3% strikeout rate, 291 BABIP, 16% home run per fly ball percentage. I don't love the command profile. I don't love the low strikeout rate. Eflin is a fade guy to me here for this upcoming season. Anibal Sanchez, 74.9% left on base percentage, 18.8% K percentage. Uh, a guy that just induces a lot of weak contact. So maybe he can carry a high left on base percentage with a lower strikeout rate. Uh, that is a guy that gets faded a lot in the marketplace. A lot of line moves come in against Anibal Sanchez. Uh, we'll see if that winds up being the case here for this season. Miles Mikolas, 73.8% left on base percentage, 18.9% K percentage, a 302 BABIP, 16.1% home run per fly ball percentage. He is a guy that should get some help from a different baseball. We'll see how that plays out for him. Uh, but again, a low strikeout rate, thin margin for error for him. Jeff Samarja mentioned again, 76.9% left on base percentage, 18.9% K percentage, remains a big-time regression candidate as far as I'm concerned. Wade Miley, 74.3% left on base percentage, 19.4% K percentage, 287 Babbitt, 15.2% home run per fly ball percentage. Miley, a guy that pitches to contact, a lot of ground balls. He's kind of hit or miss in that left on base percentage department. All depends on the defense that he has. Cincinnati, decent infield defense. He may end up being okay here for the upcoming season. And then finally, once again, Mike Soroka, 79.9% left on base percentage, 20.3% K percentage. Soroka, a regression candidate. So, I threw a lot of numbers, a lot of stats at you, all of this in chart form. 
in the betters box notes. Adam at bangthebook.com if you want those. The primary takeaways here, six clear-cut regression candidates that were in the bottom 15 in left-on-base percentage. Hunjin Ryu, Mike Miner, Mike Soroka, Mike Fires, Tanner Roark, Dakota Hudson. Not in the bottom 15, but still a regression candidate to me, Jeff Samarja. The buy guys, the positive regression candidates based on left-on-base percentage. Joe Musgrove, Rick Porcello, Jose Quintana, Noah Syndergaard, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller. What I'll do on Monday, I'll take a look at the relationship between left-on-base percentage and exit velocity, hard-hit percentage, and barrel percentage. So what we're doing here is we're trying to create a comprehensive profile of the regression candidates, positive and negative, for the 2020 season based on ERA, FIP, and XFIP, left on base percentage and strikeout rate. And now we'll take it a step further and look at left on base percentage in relation to the contact quality against and see if some of these guys on this short list here are guys that actually could sustain this or possibly even get a little bit better with some of these metrics. So again, uh, you know, we'll do the betters box here on Mondays and Thursdays for as long as we can. Uh, we'll see. We'll try to do some Brian Blessing segments about the NFL and horse racing, stuff like that. Trying to keep things going as much as we can here on Bang the Book Radio uh, with, you know, all the sports now really taking a break. But uh, again, over at bangthebook.com, talking horse racing, talking NFL. Check out those sportsbook reviews. Check out that BTB200 promo code over at DSI. And uh, as always, to all my listeners out there, stay healthy, protect your families, follow all the guidelines. Hopefully, we'll be on the backside of this curve here sooner rather than later. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the betters box.